Good evening. It is Tuesday, August 4th, 2020. I do hope that you uh, found uh, blessings in your day-to-day, that you were able to meet the challenges that this day brought you with courage and strength, with compassion and joy. We give thanks today for God who loves us, who will not abandon us. Our readings this afternoon, or this evening, excuse me, this are uh, a lengthy psalm reading and then uh, a reading from the Gospel of John, an episode from the life and ministry of John the Baptist. I'm so grateful to you for being a part of this ministry. I hope that it blesses you as you bless me. I'm Bob, and this is Evening Prayer. The Lord be with you. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth tremble before him. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun, and our eyes behold the vesper light, We sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. The psalm appointed for this evening is Psalm 78, beginning with verse 40. How often the people disobeyed him in the wilderness and offended him in the desert. Again and again they tempted God and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power in the day when he ransomed them from the enemy, how he wrought his signs in Egypt and his omens in the field of Zoan. He turned their rivers into blood so that they could not drink of their streams. He sent swarms of flies among them, which ate them up, and frogs, which destroyed them. 
He gave their crops to the caterpillar, the fruit of their toil to the locust. He killed their vines with hail and their sycamores with frost. He delivered their cattle to hailstones and their livestock to hot thunderbolts. He poured out upon them his blazing anger, fury, indignation, and distress, a troop of destroying angels. He gave full rein to his anger. He did not spare their souls from death, but delivered their lives to the plague. He struck down all the firstborn of Egypt, the flower of manhood in the dwellings of Ham. He led out his people like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He led them to safety, and they were not afraid, but the sea overwhelmed their enemies. He brought them to his holy land, the mountain his right hand had won. He drove out the Canaanites before them and apportioned an inheritance to them by lot. He made the tribes of Israel to dwell in their tents, but they tested the Most High God and defied Him and did not keep His commandments. They turned away and were disloyal like their fathers. They were undependable like a warped bow. They grieved Him with their hill altars. They provoked His displeasure with their idols. When God heard this, He was angry and utterly rejected Israel. He forsook the shrine at Shiloh the tabernacle where he had lived among his people. He delivered the ark into captivity, his glory into the adversary's hand. He gave his people to the sword and was angered against his inheritance. The fire consumed their young men. There were no wedding songs for their maidens. Their priests fell by the sword and their widows made no lamentation. Then the Lord woke as though from sleep like a warrior refreshed with wine. He struck his enemies on the backside and put them to perpetual shame. He rejected the tent of Joseph and did not choose the tribe of Ephraim. He chose instead the tribe of Judah and Mount Zion, which he loved. He built his sanctuary like the heights of heaven, like the earth which he founded forever. He chose David, his servant, and took him away from the sheepfolds. He brought him from following the ewes to be a shepherd over Jacob, his people, and over Israel, his inheritance. So he shepherded them with a faithful and true heart and guided them with the skillfulness of his hands. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The lesson this evening is from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, beginning with verse 19. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Then they asked him, Who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? 
He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees, and they asked him, Why then are you baptizing, if you are neither the Messiah nor Elijah nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. This took place in Bethany, across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, a couple of important readings this evening. The uh, psalm recounts not only the terrible vengeance that God took first on the Egyptians and then on his faithless chosen people, Israel, but also of God's mercy and God's redemption of his people even after they had fallen into sin. It is noteworthy, I think, particularly as we look at our own times, to see that the consequences of sin, the judgment that we receive as a result of the choices that we make are uh, inalterable. The natural consequence of turning away from God and toward man-made things is life in the absence of God, in the absence of God's protection, in the absence of God's counsel. When we put the things that we make on the same level as the things that God creates, we are outside the uh, the will of God and outside the fellowship of God, and life outside the, that fellowship is uh, often painful, often terrible. And I think it's important to remember that, especially now in a world that values possessions, that values what we own or what we have more than, uh, than who we are and what God has created us to be. That while there may be worldly satisfaction in things, our spirit will always remain hungry for the fellowship of our Father and Creator, our Heavenly Parent. The gospel story of John the Baptist certainly uh, predicts the conflicts that uh, Jesus himself encountered with the, uh, <clears throat> the official voice of the church in Jerusalem as the Pharisees sent their agents out to inquire and perhaps even to challenge and embarrass John 
as he said about his ministry of baptism, of prophecy, of proclaiming uh, the good news that uh, the Messiah was not only on the way, but that the Messiah's arrival was imminent. Who are you? they asked. He said, I'm just a voice. I'm just a voice crying in the wilderness, exhorting all people to make straight the pathway of the Lord. What does that mean, to make straight the way of the Lord? Uh, Here in Kentucky, where I live, or in Pennsylvania, where I grew up, there are very few straight paths. There are twists and turns in any road, in any most streets. (laughs) Certainly any footpath winds and climbs and descends and... uh, There are no straight lines between any two points. And John is warning us, clear the way. Clear the way. Take a look around you. Where are the obstacles? What is is God going to have to climb over to get to you? What is Jesus going to have to walk around in order to reach you? What have you put between yourself and the one who is coming to love you, to heal you, to redeem you? They asked John if he was uh, the one they expected. John said, no, not only am I not Am I not the prophet? Am I not Elijah? Am I not the Messiah? But the Messiah is among you, and you do not recognize him. He is standing among you, and you don't even know him. And like the psalm, I think that that particular message resonates very deeply with our world today. Jesus is among us. The Christ walks among us even now, and we do not recognize him. He travels among us. He knocks on our door. He sits in our prisons. He sleeps in our homeless shelters. He begs on our corners. Christ lives in the house next door, the apartment upstairs, and we don't recognize him. And we place obstacles. We build hills. We put twists in the road. We make it difficult for Jesus to encounter us. His love is steadfast. He will climb over those mountains. He will ford those streams and lakes. But if we turn away, he will not force us to turn back. There's a challenge in these readings, a challenge for us to look inward at the things that we value more than God and to look outward and to be wary so that we don't miss it when Jesus comes because he is coming. In fact, he is here. Amen.
My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud and their conceits. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us say together what we believe. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. That this evening may be holy, good, and peaceful, we entreat you, O Lord. That your holy angels may lead us in paths of peace and goodwill, we entreat you, O Lord. That we may be pardoned and forgiven for our sins and offenses, we entreat you, O Lord that there may be peace to your church and to the whole world, we entreat you, O Lord. That we may depart this life in your faith and fear, and not be condemned before the great judgment seat of Christ, we entreat you, O Lord. That we may be bound together by your Holy Spirit in the communion of all your saints, and trusting one another and all our life to Christ's. We entreat you, O Lord. Let your continual mercy, O Lord, cleanse and defend your church. And because it cannot continue in safety without your help, protect and govern it always by your goodness. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Keep watch, dear Lord, 
with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And all for your love's sake. Amen. This evening from the World Cycle of Prayer, we pray for the people of Gabon. And from the Ecumenical Cycle of Prayer, we pray for our sisters and brothers, members of the Fellowship of Independent Evangelical Churches. O Heavenly Father, in whom we live and move and have our being, we humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life, we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray now for our own needs and for those of others. Almighty God, we entrust all who are dear to us to your never-failing care and love for this life and the life to come, knowing that you are doing for them better things than we can desire or pray for. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God of peace, who has taught us that in returning and rest we will be saved, in quietness and confidence will be our strength. By the might of your Spirit lift us, we pray, to your presence, where we may be still and know that you are God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated unto you, and then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people. Through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all, for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, 
You have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.